The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Welcome to Journey to Balancing Your Life with Brandy T. Jones. On our program, we'll show you how to claim both personal and financial worth. With Brandy's experiences and that of our guests, our hope is that if you are struggling day to day and paycheck to paycheck, you'll find that your life doesn't have to be that way. Now, here is your host, Brandy T. Jones. Welcome to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Jones, and I am so excited today. I have a person that I have met some years ago. He was on stage, and I was enthused about what he was talking about at, the, at that moment, and it was about money. He was breaking down how we could do different categories we could put our money in if to start a savings program to have more, to have abundance. And that went along with my line of business because my business, end, E-N-D, the red, is a financial consultant and educated business. And so it, it made it really easy for me to take up Frederick's practice as my own in my own, you know, life and also to teach that out to my my uh, clients. So I was really excited about meeting him and talking with him. And then when my radio show began, I thought about him and I was able to connect with Frederick. His name is Frederick Laramie. And it has been a pleasure and an honor to just follow him. I have his CDs and I have his programs. So it's I want to for the listeners just to relax. We're going to talk a little bit about money, but it's going to be in a way that you'll be able to hear it and understand and hear me well. I am Brandy T. Jones, but I have also been the Brandy T. Jones that was in debt, that was financially struggling from one payday to payday. And did and I also had more month than money, you know, it ran out in the middle of the, in the month. And I was trying to raise my daughter. So all of this, since I've come from not having and not feeling like I was worthy, I'm now living a life that I love and I love my life. And I'm living in abundance. And I'm not only speaking of financial abundance, it could be sometimes my spirit is broken. And where you can just add one thing to that and you have financial abundance as well as your spirit of being overflowing. So I want you to open up your hearts, open up your ears and just listen to this extraordinary man and hear his story and hear what he has to offer us as we travel this day for this hour. Okay. Again, you're listening to Journey to Balancing Your Life. And I'm Brandy T. Jones, your host. So Frederick, I'm going to introduce Frederick and I'm going to say a little bit about him and then I'm going to let you hear his voice and let him come to us as he sees fit. 
Frederick Letterman has been a personal consultant and corporate teacher in the field of business psychologist for over 30 years. He also has led workshops on education, relationship to dynamics, global changing philosophy, and the and in the art. Getting money right, getting money right, is his acclaimed seminar. The the so the physiology of health of wealth has helped thousands of students in their anxiety around money and expand their prosperity. So, Frederick, I'm going to stop there and I'm going to let you come on and tell us a little bit about your story. And remember, the listeners are out there. We want to teach them something. We want them to hear what we're speaking about when we talk about money. Welcome, Frederick. Uh, Well, uh, thank you, Brandy. And I'm happy to be talking to your audience because I remember the time when I knew nothing about this and when Mm -hmm. I was a professional musician uh, struggling to earn a living in New York City. Mm. Uh, I, I, I loved music, and I loved playing music, but I didn't like the stress around earning money by playing music to pay the rent and pay the basic expenses of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it involved compromise on my part, playing in places where I would be paid, but not necessarily places where people were actually listening, like playing <laughs> classical guitar in restaurants or mm-hmm. playing classical guitar at a wedding. All of that mm-hmm. was fine, but when you were doing it just to pay the rent and people weren't paying attention, it wasn't very satisfying personally. Mm-hmm. It was a survival activity. Mm-hmm. So that's where I started from. Mm-hmm. Okay, so place. and uh-huh. and I learned some new ideas, and the ideas I'm going to talk about are the ones that I learned then and have developed since, and they absolutely have changed the entire scene. Good, good, and we're going to look forward to hearing all about those ideas. And I have a couple of questions I want to ask you to get us started. Why is it almost? Why is almost everyone so out of balance when it comes to money? Well, that's a very profound question, and I can give you a short answer today, but it's okay. <laughs> that each person needs to research in their own life, because mm-hmm. no two people have the same reasons for being stressed about money, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. almost everyone is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people I've met who are not stressed about money, who are happy, and I wondered why, and I've analyzed what made the difference for them and tried to see whether anybody else could integrate that, and, and, mm-hmm. and that's, what we're, that's what I teach now. Mm-hmm. So, so the reason is not because of the money, it's because of our associations, our, our emotional reactions to money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Money doesn't do anything, it just sits there on, you know, wherever you put it down, it sits there. Exactly. And, and it doesn't <laughs> attack you at night while you're sleeping. And so people mm-hmm. are worried about money all the time as if it were something that's thought for itself and that sort of either helps or hinders their, their goals in life. Mm-hmm. The money, it's the, it's the reaction patterns, what you project onto the money, which is really family patterns, stress patterns that you got used to growing up, just the way the world feels to you. Mm-hmm. Money is the neutral thing that takes the blame for most of it mm-hmm. in our subconscious mind. So that, that's why everyone's out of balance. It's not because of the money, it's because of how we learned about money. Okay. So you said when you was talking about, about money doesn't do anything, it just sits there if we put it. So money has you in your opinion, money has gotten a bad reputation. Well money is a tool. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, hammers good or bad. Well, they're mm-hmm. really useful for driving nails, but you know, they shouldn't be used for other things necessarily. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So in your experience, what are some of the things that you think money, the bad reputation, can you explain that? What What is one of the bad reputations that we often right. hear? Well, for most people, uh, money was one of the things that you knew about growing up, but it was never really discussed very much at home. It's mm-hmm. kind of a taboo subject in most families, just like mm-hmm. sex is a taboo subject. You don't talk about it around the kids. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so we, as children, were trying to understand what money was. And I noticed you know, when my mother, when I would be going around with her and she would make a payment by writing a check, mm-hmm. I wouldn't understand what she was doing. And I'd say, what are you doing? She said, I'm writing a check. And I said, well, what's that for? And she said, well, that's mm-hmm. so I can pay for the groceries. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I thought that that was a kind of counterfeiting or forgery of money when I watched mm-hmm. her. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I knew that money looked different. It was green, at least in mm-hmm. the United States. It had mm-hmm. pictures of presidents on it. I knew that much. And I couldn't get the connection until by the time I was 15 or 16, I got the answers to that. Mm-hmm. But those kinds of confusions and kind of silence in the family about the mechanics of money and, and mm-hmm. the best ways to, to use money and work with it, mm-hmm. Most of our parents didn't know it because their parents didn't talk about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of my things is in my business, when I'm trying, when I'm working with my clients, if they have family, if they have uh, a child or their husbands, I like to bring the whole family around. We sit around the dining room table or in the living room on the floor to get everyone on board so that the kids growing up, because since they're our future, they need to have a starting point. They need to learn it when it's right there with their parents so they can feel comfortable and the parents are educating them and I'm teaching the parents how to do that. You know, I grew up in that family as well. I've had my money because I earned it at a very early age, but most families don't have it like that. It's the mother and father take care of the bills and then they give the kids maybe allowances back in those days and they expect you just to spend it. You know, in my family, I saved my allowance. I wanted more. And when I got my allowance, I knew that if I added to what I already had, it grows. And then I liked the, the abundance of the money at that particular point. So now I teach that to the kids as well as to the, the uh, parents how to get out of debt but involving the whole family. So it's a family function. Everyone would know what's going on, you know. And so when the kids grow up, they would be able to know what a budget is. They'll be able to not have that attachment on a negative field around money. They will have grown to know what money does and how it helps you. And that it's just an energy that we use to do and buy whatever we want, you know, and that goes out to other areas of our life. It's just not around the money and the finances. It's being able to learn the difference between different entities that just, that's all they are. They're not, you know, they don't make us uh, destroy us. They're there for our use and resources. Thank you. Exactly. And that, mm-hmm. that's uh, exactly what I teach in, mm-hmm. and I give details on how to retrain your mind to think in this new way. But I think that this material should be taught uh, by the time kids are 10 or 11 years old or certainly Absolutely. by high school. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can learn it, and it changes your entire future just to know mm-hmm. these things. And I'll tell you later some things that people are actually doing with babies, newborn babies, that actually mm-hmm. help uh, mm-hmm. establish good, healthy relationship. Okay. So I want to ask another question, and 
How does one know where to begin in order to achieve balance regarding money? Well, one of the things that anyone can do is make a little list uh, and and start, let's say, right at the top of the page, the trouble with money is, mm-hmm. and then just write down everything that comes to mind, every word, every phrase, you know, just, it's sort of like uh, dumping out the trash. All the, all the thoughts about why money is a problem, why money is bad, what were you told? Most of us were told, don't put money in your mouth, it's dirty. Right? <laughs> and we were, we were told... Uh, Oh, you know, I don't know how I'm going to pay the rent this month. And we mm-hmm. hear all these things. And, mm-hmm. and we very seldom hear people say, money is just so wonderful. I, mm, I right. love using it. And I love figuring out ways to make it work and grow. Mm-hmm. We don't hear our, our, our relatives, our parents, our friends, or their parents talk about it very often. Right. Some of us right. grew up in a, in a poor family, and, other, mm-hmm. and, and we had friends who were rich. And then we made decisions about ourselves relative mm-hmm. to those different characteristics. So it, it's throughout our entire history, and I have my, mm-hmm. my students write a financial autobiography with all of these things that they thought money was. And then you look at it objectively and you say, is this really true? And what else could I think instead of this that would make my relationship work better, my relationship with money? Well, it's, that it's is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I, have a, I want you to tell me another question I have about but let's let's just say that we have a few minutes and we can really go to a few seconds. We can really go on a break. So, listeners, when we come back, we're going to dive into a little bit more of how Frederick feels and what he thinks about money and what he teaches about money. So don't go away. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Get your own copy of the free ebook from Brandy T. Jones, Three Keys to Breaking the Debt Cycle. Find out how a struggling single mother pulled herself out of debt and started being able to check things off her bucket list. You'll learn about the importance of taking small steps to make steady progress and reach your goal. Get simple and practical steps to face the reality of your situation and overcome it. Find keys to creating a budget that allows you to get the things you really need. You'll also learn of the importance of taking control of your credit score and how to do it and how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your money. To find out more and to get your own copy of the book, visit endthered.com and click ebook. That's endthered.com and click ebook. Balancing your life starts with savings. When you're confident in your saving, you're more confident in yourself. Security can be a state of your finances, and even more, it's a state of mind. Just having $5 can mean never feeling broke again. Share your $5 story. Tell Brandy how you save. To connect with Brandy T. Jones, the money whisperer, or to schedule a private coaching session, email her at brandy at endthered.com. Again, that's Brandy at endthered.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America. 
This is your journey to balancing your life. To reach Brandy T. Jones or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to endthered.brandy at gmail.com. Now back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. Welcome back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Jones, and I have the privilege of listening to, as you are listening to, Frederick Laramie discuss to us in a really educated way, but a very positive and a very easy way for to, for us to absorb the the money, the money, the word money, the the one that has all this energy and this power over us in times where we don't really need it. So he's going to break it on down to us a little bit more. I know he has a story to tell us. So let's welcome back Frederick to tell us the story about around this money situation. Yes. You uh, one of the uh, uh, things that I used to do a lot uh, in the beginning, in the 1980s particularly, is I would do year-long workshops with people where a group of people in a particular city would meet once a week, and I would uh, come in and, and meet with them once a month, and we would, in the course of a year, completely clean up all these old money thoughts and establish new habits, new patterns, and new ways of dealing with money that were stress-free and much more, <clears throat> much more productive, much more effective. And one day, uh, one of the, the couples in the group, uh, at the beginning of the year, she was pregnant, and then around the fifth month, she had the baby, and she came in and she told uh, the whole group what she had been doing, and it was quite brilliant, and I wanted to just pass it on. Uh, the, when the baby was born and the, all the friends and family were coming to see the new baby, next to the baby's crib, they had a fish bowl, sort of like a, a little bowl where you'd have a goldfish in there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it had it was filled with money. It had coins and bills and everything in there, right next to the baby's bed, where the baby was looking at it and could actually play with it at times. Mm-hmm. And um, as the baby grew, and the people would come and say, "Well, what's this fishbowl?" And I say, "Well, that that's her, that's her, uh, you know, new uh, fund for the rest mm-hmm. of her life. We're contributing to it right now." Mm-hmm. And so. They take money out of it without asking them. They take money out of their pockets and throw in some coins or even $20, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So this little kid started out pretty rich. Right. And when she started to be able to crawl and walk around, she would come to the money group. And in the first part of the evening, we would always say, this is what we earned last, last uh, week. Mm-hmm. This is my income from last week. And then they'd take 10% of that and they'd put it in a pile in the middle of the circle on the mm-hmm. floor. Mm-hmm. It was very. It was like saying, "This is what I earned. Here's ten percent of it, and put it out there." And this little girl would crawl around on her own, and she would take the money that people piled in the middle of the room, and she'd pick it up, and then she'd come back to people, and she'd give them some of the money out of this mm-hmm. pile. So she had the idea that money is is easy to get, and mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about it. You can always give it away as a gift. And so she mm-hmm. had this generosity built into her, this safety with money. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure that this little girl grew up to be without a lot of the neurosis that most of us have Absolutely. of being identified with money. For her, mm-hmm. money was just like her pet kitten. She loved it. So I think that's <laughs> right. a, a good story to think about. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, and, and a, a, mine is a famous writer who said, 
one of his great quotes is she said, it's never too late to have a happy childhood. Oh, how sweet is that? <laughs> you can recreate your own memories. You can build right. new memories in your imagination mm-hmm. and practice that, and it will smooth the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Instead of you know feeling the moment you see somebody spending money or who has more money than you, the moment you see that, you, you feel anxious, inferior, frustrated. All of these things come up. You have to learn how to uh, look at people and not look at the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of people with a lot of money, but if you if you wanted to switch your bodies with them suddenly and feel what they feel, you wouldn't want that. I've worked with a lot of very wealthy people who are extremely stressed out about money all the time. Mm-hmm. So it has nothing to do with how much money you have. It has to do with how you feel about yourself. Oh, cool. That's a good that's a good statement. I like that. It's not had nothing to do with money itself. It's about how you feel about yourself, and that's that's absolutely right. Absolutely okay. right. Okay, so how does one begin in order to achieve balance regarding money? Well, where do they I begin? Mean, I, 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 will, I, I have to say honestly that when people ask me that question, I say, well, the simplest thing and the most effective thing I know is you can listen to the, my CDs, mm-hmm. and it's going to be something that you can listen to thousands of times. You don't have to make an appointment with me. It's all there. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that will handle 95% of all these problems by the time you're finished studying this. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go further, if you hit a place where you're still blocked, then we can talk one-to-one and set up a consultation. Mm-hmm. But I stopped giving the seminar the moment I recorded it because it was much more efficient and much more cost-effective for everybody. So mm-hmm. the, the way that I have people start is really beginning to observe on a daily basis how they spend money, and how they feel when they think about the money they're spending or earning. Mm-hmm. And it, take it from the sort of unconscious mind and put it out in front of you. The best way is to carry a little notebook around. And anytime you notice something, you write that thought down and you write down things you remember about your childhood so that you will have a kind of external record so you don't have to remember it. It's there. Once you write it down, mm-hmm. just look at it, and then you ask the proper questions about how to change it. Mm, that's, that's wonderful. You, you know, and I have I have your CDs, and I do use them. And for a while, I was listening to them quite often. And then I, you know, I slowed down as I got it into my system, and I didn't have to listen to it because I already knew it, it was all part of my being. Exactly. And you know, so on this, um, how can we how can we teach our children? You know, some children, like you say, I I like the age of 10. I like talking to the kids the age of 10 and up. But how can we teach them about the relationship and make the relationship with money easier? Well, the, this, there are many levels to this. One level is that I noticed that people who study this course, their children begin to pick up on it very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a woman who uh, had two young daughters, and she was listening to these CDs over and over again in her car while driving them mm-hmm. around, mm-hmm. Uh, shopping or going to school. And uh, she thought that they were not listening. They were sitting in the back being, you know, sisters and, and playing games with each other and, you know, talking. Uh, but so she thought, well, they're not listening to this grown-up talk here about money that's coming. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she was going shopping. She was her daughter was one of the daughters was with her, and she was going through a department store, and she saw a uh, a handbag, 
a purse that was a very expensive designer handbag. And so mm-hmm. she stopped and she picked it up and she examined it and opened it and looked at it and, you know, was there for several minutes thinking about this bag. And finally her daughter looked at her and said, Mommy, are you going to buy that? And she said, Oh, no, 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 it's way too expensive. And her daughter looked at her and said, Mommy, that's a limiting thought. Ooh. So she had been picking up the message better than her mother by right. sitting in the back of the car and just subconsciously hearing it. She understood this concept. Why are you saying it's too expensive? That's, that's mm-hmm. as if it's exactly. not possible for you to have this. And so you've changed the, the thought. Instead of it's too expensive, say, how can I make this a game which will allow me to have the money to buy this thing mm-hmm. that I like? So you, you have to change the way you you think habitually, and and as I say, the children pick it up faster than the grown ups because they're don't they ever <laughs> yeah they're more open minded than we are exactly. <laughs> so exactly. I, I like to say um, there's a school idea that I have for kids, and I, mm-hmm. I I call it a school for people young enough to know better. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. You know, um, so. What can we do to change the way the world works around money? Well, I think you start with yourself, and then mm-hmm. you, um, it's very hard to uh, convince your family and friends, by the way. You shouldn't, just because you like these ideas and you find that they work for you, do not expect that your family and friends are necessarily going to be the easiest people to, to per- persuade to think about. And they, and they never are. I and understand that, And the reason is, too. and this is a very important concept, is that we actually grow up in a very, uh, as part of the cast, a very small soap opera. Mm-hmm. That's our family, the family mm-hmm. soap opera, and it includes grandparents and uncles and aunts and all of the mm-hmm. people around you. It's just like anything on television. You watch soap operas, not because these people are living happy lives, but because they keep messing things up all the time. Mm-hmm. And it goes on year after year after year that these problems, these extreme problems, are what keep people keep people watching that program. And, they, and you think, oh, no, she's going to do that again. Oh, you know, and you're talking in your mind to the character saying, no, no, don't do it, don't, and then they do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is the way it was growing up in most families. It's very mm-hmm. rare to have a family which is functionally healthy. And it's mm-hmm. nobody's fault. It's just, you know, family patterns and models which are impressed upon us, imprinted on us as we grow up. So you have to find uh, alternate, uh, like another another show to work in, especially when we're grown up and no longer living at home. What people do is they, they leave the house, all of this subconscious patterning of the way it feels to be who they are. You know, this is the important mm-hmm. phrase. You feel the way you feel because of the way you grew up, right. as well as own personal gifts, which you may have come in with, you know, it, 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 it's a complicated and interesting story to figure out who am I and why do I behave the way I behave. Some mm-hmm. of it is basically true to you, which is unique. You're not like any other person that's ever been born. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it is patterning, conditioning, and things that are impressed upon you or forced into you by people mm-hmm. who are bigger and more powerful and force you to do things. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you get an allowance, you see, Brandy, your story is a very good one, where you were given money, and then you could spend it and, and decide what to do with it yourself. In my family, mm-hmm. my father wanted to educate me about money, so he would not give me money. He would add money to an account, which he kept uh, in a notebook 
mm-hmm. uh, behind the dining room table. And, and mm-hmm. once a week, he'd take it out and he'd say, all right, I'm giving you $5 and would write it down. But to get the money, I always had to ask him for it. And then he would question me, well, what are you going to do with it? He was trying mm-hmm. to guide me. Mm-hmm. But for me, I saw that the money always had strings attached. It was okay. never free. It was never really mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that consciously, but that was the experience. And mm-hmm. if I somehow did something wrong, then I could be penalized and the money could be, things could be deducted from my account. Mm-hmm. But I felt like there was some outside force called my father, but mm-hmm. that extended to society, which will give you money, but then it'll take it away. If you slip mm-hmm. up, they're going to take it away. And so this mm-hmm. was a constant, you receive it, and then it gets taken away. That was the pattern which I had to okay. break when I started to observe myself in this kind of situation. So everybody has right. a different story, but it's, it's like a soap opera. Okay. So thank you for that. And, you know, listeners, we're getting ready to go on another break. And we're going to just think about all that we have been said during this last section. And how does money, how do you feel about money? Where does money live in you? So if you have any questions, come back with us and maybe we can answer those through the next break. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Get your own copy of the free ebook from Brandy T. Jones, Three Keys to Breaking the Debt Cycle. Find out how a struggling single mother pulled herself out of debt and started being able to check things off her bucket list. You'll learn about the importance of taking small steps to make steady progress and reach your goal. Get simple and practical steps to face the reality of your situation and overcome it. Find keys to creating a budget that allows you to get the things you really need. You'll also learn of the importance of taking control of your credit score and how to do it and how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your money. To find out more and to get your own copy of the book, visit endthered.com and click ebook. That's endthered.com and click ebook. Balancing your life starts with savings. When you're confident in your savings, you're more confident in yourself. Security can be a state of your finances, and even more, it's a state of mind. Just having $5 can mean never feeling broke again. Share your $5 story. Tell Brandy how you save. To connect with Brandy T. Jones, the money whisperer, or to schedule a private coaching session, email her at brandy at endthered.com. Again, that's Brandy at endthered.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is your journey to balancing your life. To reach Brandy T. Jones or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to endthered.brandy at gmail.com. Now back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. Welcome back. You're listening to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Jones. 
And we have with us today, Frederick Laramie. And if you've listeners, if you've been like me, I have been glued to my seat, all excited because all this information is something, you know, I, I work with finances. I work with the money thing and I'm still excited because I'm learning new things. So I, I just ask that you be open and listen with your heart open so that you can learn the new things and the break old patterns. You know, sometimes they say it's hard to treat the old dog new tricks. I think that is false. I think if we open ourselves up and we've been living in a life where we don't like, we've been struggling in some areas of our life, if a new thing come along, what does it matter? Why not try something new? Because guess what? You can always go back to what you've used to doing. But that new thing might change your whole perspective, it might change your life in a way that that's what you've been looking for. The reward is just jumping out there and doing something new and feeling comfortable with it. So I'm going to let Frederick continue. And I know he's full of information, so I'm just going to let him start wherever his heart is left to start. And we're just going to listen. And I'm going to learn as long as we're right along with you. Frederick, you're on. Okay. So, you know, sometimes people wonder what would happen if I could just win the lottery or or something like that. And the short way to understand what people do unconsciously or what their unconscious kind of forces them to do without realizing how they're sabotaging themselves comes across if you take, for example, the imaginary situation. Let's say we collected all the money that is out in circulation and all the money in the banks. We collected all the money and we redistributed it so everyone on the planet had exactly the same amount, like start the game over again. Mm. Well, that's a complicated idea because actually if we did that now, the entire planet would still be in debt. It's like the entire <laughs> planet, the United States being the biggest, the biggest offender in this, has created so much international debt at the business level that there is much more debt than there is cash. So we're all technically owing all this money, but we haven't spent it. It's been spent uh, by businesses and growth, which we don't even know about. But let's say that we could get the money and start there, a whole new game. Um, What would happen for each individual? And unfortunately, if I think about this and look at everything that I've seen, after a while, let's say after six months or a year, you begin to see it start all the money would go back to the people who had it had the most at the beginning. A lot of them would have it all back, and the people who had nothing at the beginning would have spent it all, lost it all, misinvested it all, done something to get rid of it. And they're not consciously doing this. It's, a, it's their inner subconscious mind which is forcing them to make the wrong decisions. See, because we want to, we actually are run by our beliefs. And mm-hmm. a belief something that we just are conscious of, but we have unconscious beliefs that we never question. And so we have to now retrain our mind. So the, the money uh, is, is a function of your belief structure, and that's why you can have five people and give them all the same opportunity, and one or two would, will succeed, and the other three will fail. Mm-hmm. It's not because of the money. It's because of what we know or what we believe about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you have a, mm-hmm. a limiting thought or a negative thought about yourself that is in conflict with being wealthy, 
or whatever you think wealth is. You know, everybody has a different idea of wealth. Every, if I mm-hmm. say, at what point will you say, I'm wealthy? How much money do you have to have before you say, I'm wealthy? Well, some people will say $10,000, that would do it. And other mm-hmm. people are thinking, oh, if I don't have, you know, $500,000 in the bank, I'm really stressed out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the rich people I know are just, as I said, just as stressed as the poor people, but for totally different reasons. It all has to do with fear based on, can I survive? Can I survive in this lifestyle indefinitely? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so some people are just barely surviving, and then they have to start realizing that they can actually they're more valuable than that, that they can actually be paid and keep that money and build on it and so on. So it's a retraining, mm-hmm. just like learning to play a musical instrument, learning to dance, learning to do any skill or any profession. You don't know how to do it in the beginning. It's hard to do the first time, and then it gets easier and easier the more you practice. Exactly. exactly. So, so the the course that... Uh, that uh, I followed, <clears throat> worked for me, and uh, in the first three or four months, I got my personal money story out and shared it with the group of people in my support group so mm-hmm. that they knew my history almost as well as I did. Mm-hmm. And because they were not involved with my particular neurosis, they could see when I was sabotaging myself faster than I could. So I'd, every week, and I'd report, this is what I did last week to earn money, this is how much I earned, this is what worked, this is what didn't work. And they would really be like my therapist, and they'd say, you know, this reminds me of the story you told us three weeks ago about mm. and the allowance <laughs> and everything. And they would connect the dots for me. And, and every mm-hmm. time that happened, it was a revelation. And after that, my income would increase automatically. Mm-hmm. So by the end of a single year, the goal of that group was to double my income or better not by working harder, but mm-hmm. by working in a way that was more uh, valuable to me and to the people that I was working for. So mm-hmm. I was in quality of my work, and I was doing it based on what I really liked to do, not on what I felt I had to do for survival. Mm-hmm. And my income doubled after three months. It doubled again after six months. And then it, two more times. So by the end of the mm-hmm. year, it had increased a factor of doubling four times, which is 16 times more in December than mm-hmm. what I was earning in January. Mm-hmm. Different work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was not charging more. I was just mm-hmm. organizing it better. Mm-hmm. So that's why I started. And then I tested it for another year. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to happen fast. But once it starts, and Brandy can can testify to this because she already told told you how you know she changed and it's working better and better. Mm-hmm. It, it's something that you continuously improve. It's like always it's imagine, imagine that your money and your career is like an, a car that you are the designer of. Mm-hmm. And when you find a problem with it, you say, "I'm going to redesign that part." And after a while, you know the car turns into a into a plane, and you can fly. It's, 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 quite, it's quite real and surprising. But otherwise, you know, you'll be in the, in the situation where your habits will, will limit you. And right. the star, the people who win the lottery, often 16 months later, they're right back to where they started. They win a million dollars or more. And they, they get rid of it because they can't identify themselves with someone who has that much money. And the subconscious said, I know this makes you uncomfortable. Let me get rid of this for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm very good accountant 
Right. We have we've we've heard those stories like that many, many, many times. You know, and again it's just us retraining ourselves. But you don't want to wait till you get to that particular part. You want to be able to retrain yourself as you go along on the journey of exactly. balancing yourself out. So there are that specific there are specific steps that you can take. There are four aspects to the the way money moves in your life. There's earning. First, you have to do something and that's a value which you can trade with someone else where the, it's valuable to them. Therefore, they will pay you for saving them the time. You do it for them or you help them learn how to do it themselves. You provide a service or you sell them an item that they need. There's any all kinds of ways to create income. So that's the first level. And then you have to learn how to save the money so that it doesn't just come in and flow out. And so at the end of the month, you're breaking even if you can mm-hmm. barely pay all your bills. People live like mm-hmm. that for decades. You have mm-hmm. to break that cycle and always have a little surplus. So you have to learn how to save the money. And remember that when you're saving the money, it's you're controlling the money. And you have to make sure that your subconscious doesn't believe that the money is there to save you. Because if you have that thought, you're always going to produce a reason, a situation, an emergency where you have to pull all the money out of your savings account and save yourself, you see? Mm-hmm. So you want to save the money rather mm-hmm. than money is going to save me because that's a limiting thought in itself. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have to learn how to spend money without being guilty and you spend it in proportion in such a way that you don't go back to square one because a lot of people just, they have money, they go out and they spend it all. They can't stop themselves. Mm-hmm. It's like an addiction. So that all has to be rethought and rebuilt, and, and the course gives very simple exercises. If you do them, you have to actually do them in real time, in real life, in a physical way. You retrain the entire area of your brain where that old soap opera where the script is still sitting, and you change the script. It becomes a new, a new story. And then finally, you learn how to invest, which means the money that you have saved, some of it goes to work for you because... You know, if you're just being paid by the hour, you only have so many hours in a day. But if you have money that you earned before, that money can be doing work for you while you're doing your other current daily profession. Mm-hmm. People become wealthy. They, they, mm-hmm. they reproduce themselves by investing in other people's projects. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. But you have to do that in a way where you learn how to do it. And, and not everybody should... should try to invest in the stock market or in real estate. That's not for everyone. It requires interest. If you're really interested in it, good. But if you're not, you better let someone else who's an expert handle it for you. And mm-hmm. then you have the right people. It sounds complicated, uh, but it isn't if you start with the simple steps and then put the next step and the next step. So that's what, what I did and what I, what I continue to do. Even 35 years after starting this, I'm still finding new ways to make things work even better all the time. It becomes a habit of thought, and you continue to be a student forever. There's no reason mm-hmm. to stop learning. That's wonderful. And that is how I met Frederick. That is what I started when I first saw him. This is the program he showed us, and he told us about it. And it, it just made me get excited about it. And I started that uh, these four steps, and I'm still doing that right now. So when we come back, I'm going to have Frederick explain a little bit more about each one of those, especially about the savings part. So listeners, we're going on another break, and we'll be back real soon. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Get your own copy of the free ebook from Brandy T. Jones, Three Keys to Breaking the Debt Cycle. Find out how a struggling single mother pulled herself out of debt and started being able to check things off her bucket list. You'll learn about the importance of taking small steps to make steady progress and reach your goal. Get simple and practical steps to face the reality of your situation and overcome it. Find keys to creating a budget that allows you to get the things you really need. You'll also learn of the importance of taking control of your credit score and how to do it and how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your money to find out more and to get your own copy of the book visit endthered.com and click ebook that's endthered.com and click ebook balancing your life starts with savings when you're confident in your saving you're more confident in yourself security can be a state of your finances and even more it's a state of mind just having $5 can mean never feeling broke again. Share your $5 story. Tell Brandy how you save. To connect with Brandy T. Jones, the money whisperer, or to schedule a private coaching session, email her at brandy at endthered.com. Again, that's brandy at endthered.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is your journey to balancing your life. To reach Brandy T. Jones or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to endthered.brandy at gmail.com. Now back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. Welcome back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. I am your host, Brandy T. Jones. And if you can tell by my voice, I have a large, large smile on my face because I am really happy and excited to be revisiting the information that Frederick has given us. It has just, you know, I'm ready to get off the air and then do the same thing and make sure I tighten up what I was doing because I want you to open up now and listen. He's going to tell us a little bit more about how the saving part of these four steps work. And then he's going to tell us a little bit about the the uh, spending of that. So let's listen to him. And then he has a special where if you want to connect with, with Frederick, he's going to give you the how you can do that as well. So, Frederick, let me tell us some more about the spending and the saving. All right. Well, the first thing is, uh, you know, I, I always have to kind of sneak up on the subconscious mind because it's very clever and it's it's like your watchdog it keeps good ideas if you know if you've trained it to be a watchdog mm-hmm. it'll keep new ideas from coming into your mind it'll scare them away so you have to sneak up on it and, and so the question i would ask is have you survived up until now and i know if you're listening to this you are still breathing and you've survived up until now whatever you went through have you survived on 100% of your income 
And most people will say, yeah, well, obviously, yes. I mean, if I'm alive, I, I am 100% of my income was sufficient for me to make it this far, one way or another. And then I say, okay, well, do you think if you had used only 90% of your income instead of 100%, in other words, every time you had $10 of income, you took $1 and put it aside and did not spend it, do you think you would have perished? And most people realize that if they could make it on 100%, they could probably make it on 90%. And I said, would that be really difficult to do? And you might say, yes. I said, would you be willing to try it? Because if you don't start, you'll never find out how it works. So if you take 10%, and I like 10% because it's an easy calculation. If you make $10, you take the zero off and you save $1. To make $100, you take the zero off and you, get, you save $10, right? Everybody can do this. So you know what 10% is. Your subconscious likes simple math, and it says, yep, okay, one-tenth of this is going to be put away for my prosperity training. And then at the end of the year, you have money that you didn't have before. And if you don't do that, you'll never have money. So if you always save 10%, you will always have money. And if you never save 10%, you will never have money. That's the simple thing to start with. Then what do you do with the 10%? Well, in the course, it will go into that in great detail. But you divide it into four functions. The first one is savings. Right? You earn it first, and you can, you can increase and refine your way of earning money. That's one part of the study. Then the second thing is to make sure that you're saving at least 10%, but you can divide it into these four different functions. Uh, and and uh, the, the more money you have in your basic savings account, the more security you feel, right? Because you know that you've made an agreement, you're not going to use it to save yourself, you see? You're saving the money. It's not going to have to save you anymore. So then the next phase is to thinking, it's to learning a new way of spending money without sabotaging yourself so you can spend it freely without guilt. That would take a little too long to explain here, but this doesn't mean you can never spend any of that money. You can't. You have to be able to, it's like, you know, we are stay, we stay alive by breathing, but we have to do two things. First, we have to inhale, and then we have to exhale. If we always inhale, then, you know, it's not going to work for very long, and if you always exhale, you're going to die. That's why when we are born, we take our first breath, and that's an inhale, and then when we leave this body, we don't take another in-breath. You breathe out. You expire. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, you know, expire means to breathe out. Mm-hmm. Expiration is to breathe in. Expiration is to breathe out. So we say, this book has, ex- you know, this, this contract has expired. This, you know, your license pl- has expired. And your breathing is like your driver's license to your body. If you don't have it with you all the time, the car doesn't work, your, your body doesn't work. So think of it that way. Think of it in terms of life energy. And what money is, is a representation of your own life energy that you have dedicated or given or offered to people as a service. So your intelligence, your physical abilities, your attention at any job that you are helping them do is your own life energy. And when they give you money, the money is like a record of the life energy you've contributed to the service of the rest of the world. So you are using, just like breathing, inhale, exhale. If you never spend the money, the money has no value. Money that sits still is worthless. 
So when you put money in the bank, I guarantee you the bank does not leave it sitting inert in your account. They are trading it every night. They're lending it to other banks and earning interest on it. And the reason they give you interest, which they don't really do anymore, is to keep you interested in leaving the money there. You see, you're paying them to take care of it for you, but they benefit more than you do. So you want to take control of your own money and move it yourself in a way where with with, uh, careful guidance, you will be able to spend it and have it come back larger. Because every time you spend money, you're stimulating the whole economy. When people feel like they have enough money to spend, the economy gets healthier and stronger. Everybody benefits. And the image I use, it's like a swimming pool. If you're in a swimming pool that's big and it's calm, and you just push a wave with your hand, that wave will float all the way back to the far end of the pool, and then it'll slowly come back to you. And it'll be a tiny little wave, but it's coming back. And if you don't watch for it, you'll never notice it. So when you spend money, you have to have the thought, I'm stimulating my economy. I'm part of the economy. I'm stimulating it by spending it at the grocery store, and now I'm going to wait for it to come back multiplied by 10. You train your mind to think that way, and you begin to actually achieve that quite quickly. It's very startling when it happens. So these are some of the ways in which you can uh, actually retrain yourself, but you Mm -hmm. have to decide to try these experiments out. Once you try them, if you don't like them, you can stop and go back to the old struggle. Absolutely. If you do like them, you keep going. So I found Mm -hmm. this is a good idea. I like it. Why should I go back to the old way? Mm -hmm. I'm still going forward, and so is Brandy. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, Frederick, you've told us a lot of exciting information, some good information. What if someone wants to contact you? How would they get in touch with you and so they can go on and hear more or do more? The, the best way, the simplest way, now that the Internet is here, is to go to the website Nomad University, N-O-M-A-D University, nomaduniversity.com. And you will find there the whole educational uh, philosophy behind everything that I do. Mm -hmm. And then you will find all of these courses listed and information about them. And uh, you can contact me through the the email that is there Mm -hmm. uh, on on that website or directly. But I think go go look at the website first. And then you can write to me at NOMADU, N-O-M-A-D-U, which is for Nomad University. Mm-hmm. at earthlink.net so okay. that's they write to me directly and and I will answer And uh, but look at the website first because you'll see a okay. lot of interesting stuff there well thank you thank you so much Frederick for being on the show today I really appreciate it um, you have opened me up again and getting me started again to tighten up what I used to do and what I've been doing all along so listeners I hope you benefited from listening to Frederick and picked up some tips on how you can improve your ideas and your feelings around money. Remember, it's only an energy and it helps us to get to where we want to go, help us to purchase what we want to purchase. But it's only an energy. It's not that big, bad thing that we are afraid of. So listening to Frederick and you can listen to this again and again as to how you can overcome your fear. Okay, thank you. (music) 
Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Be sure to catch the next episode of Journey to Balancing Your Life with Brandy T. Jones next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll see you then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.